Justin Bradford. Hello, Cameron Gumpy. How long has it been? Been a few months at least. I'm not even sure if we still do a podcast anymore. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> well, it was me saying, we need to record. What are you doing Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> and then me forgetting until like 5.55. <laughs> oh, see, I put it in my calendar and then I got delayed because I was cooking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I put it on my calendar, but you know. You know how you, that goes. You got a nice two-hour, five-minute reminder. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see. What time did I message you? And I'm like, we still doing this thing? Because that's exactly when I remembered. Oh, crap. Um, that's right. Yeah. 5.51 p.m. So are right. still recording tonight? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's been a while, man. Yeah. You're alive. This is great. I live. Thank goodness. Knock on wood. <laughs> as he knocks on his forehead so the nhl season is underway for the most part for most teams okay first off like what happened to where it's like okay here's like the preseason scrimmage here's another one okay you know out of nowhere like it just seemed to happen so quick like oh it did it happened very quick (laughs) <laughs> like I was not mentally prepared to get going with hockey. And I was like, honestly, like full transparency. Like I just was not into the first game. I'm like, I don't even know who these guys are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're not the only fan that was going through that because obviously there are the, the way things usually go with sports. I mean, especially baseball, right? The, the preseason and training camp for baseball and spring training lasts so long compared to other sports. It seems that it, it helps build up that momentum to the season. You have spring training, you're getting everybody, you're starting to learn the names. You see who's going to make the team. You're built. It's a buildup, a slow, slow buildup. All of a sudden opening day is a huge deal for baseball because there's so much excitement that you've just been waiting and all these games just don't mean a thing. And then all of a sudden opening days, it's like these games scout now. Whereas the NHL season this year is just like, they're playing each other and now the games count. <laughs> so, and it was just two weeks, not even two weeks. It was a week and a half of training camp. And so players, some players weren't even able to participate in it. <laughs> so Philip Tomasino, he just got called up to the team after quarantining, going through that procedure because of world juniors, Mikhail Granlund had to get over here visa problems. <laughs> yeah. And then he's uh, sitting in his hotel playing with uh, slot cars. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's, it was a very unique way to ramp it up. Me being media, obviously, there's more awareness just because I had to. But I, yeah. as a fan, it's like the holidays happen. And all of a sudden, bam, right after the new year, training camp's happening. It's, it, it's, there wasn't, like, you're right. I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of people that probably were like that, that all of a sudden it's like, oh, the NHL, the, the pro season starting because it just came out of nowhere because it got passed. The agreements got passed. And all of a sudden, two weeks to camp starting. Yeah. You're ready. And, like, I understand this can start. I wish they could have done something on New Year's Day. Like, not yeah. having the Winter Classic this year sucks, but that's a whole different story. Like, do some sort of, you know, all-star scrimmage of some sort or, like, retired guys. Like, get out there somehow. Now, the Lake Tahoe event's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Ever been to Lake Tahoe? I have not, but it looks absolutely beautiful. It's, it's amazing. And uh, Reno is right there. Oh, and, right. Uh, that's right. That's amazing. <laughs> so it, it what the based on the pictures too, it's gonna be cool the setting, especially without there being fans. They don't have to take anything into account for there to be fans there. So the way they're gonna set up the cameras and the angles should be fan freaking tastic 
with how we're going to be able to watch hockey and have the mountains in the background, have the lake in the background. It should be pretty, pretty awesome. I'm pumped. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to look great. And the funny thing is, do you see that? I think it was a Sharks player. I think that thought it was actually going to be on the lake. <laughs> like, nope, it's, it's a rink next to the lake. Yeah, like, you know, I didn't go to Lake Tahoe that often, but I don't think Lake Tahoe freezes. I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah, like, it gets a bunch of snow up there because, like, there's a bunch of, like, resorts and stuff, but I don't, I don't know if the whole thing freezes over. Right. Okay. So maybe not the sharks, but I, I forgot. Somebody's gonna tweet us at tweet us about it too. But yeah. it's pretty hilarious. It's like, oh, it's not on the lake. That's right next to the lake. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you can tell even the even the players just like, hey, we're just here because we need to be here and we want to play the game and get paid. We don't know yeah. any of the details yet because things are just coming along as they are. Yeah. Just a, a quick update: the main body of Lake Tahoe does not freeze. The uh, stored heat in the lake's massive amount of water, compared to its relative surface area, prevents the lake from reaching freezing temperature under the prevailing climate. All right. There we go. It does All not right. freeze. I was correct. Okay, that's that's definitely good to know. So yeah, they would definitely not be playing on the lake, but it should be beautiful. I'm looking forward to seeing the spectacle of that because it will be spectacle for those players. But at least be something special. Yeah, for them to experience. So, what before we talk about the postponement and the preds and everything too, to give people an update, what have you been up to, man? What what's been going on? Um, well, I've been trying to figure out a way to watch the predators first and foremost. No kidding, that's stupid. So you stupid. know, <laughs> you know, Justin, I was thinking about posting on the Facebook group about it. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so so much. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know what post to announce in there to leave at the top because there's so many freaking announcements there's so many freaking posts about how to watch the game you just now decided to 30 minutes before puck drop that you didn't know how you're gonna watch the game no little bit of research to check the channel now we're good at getting to where like four games should have taken place by now so like calm down like you should have figured this out by now yeah Uh, so i'll give it another pass for the away game maybe (laughs) and then we'll see where it goes from there but it's it is stupid ridiculous and so to put it out there too i i did try to get some information from the preds on it they don't insert themselves into those disagreements and everything and i i get it it's a gray area they have to play in i mean they have the rights holder and they also have obviously want to reach their fans but i keep telling people if you want to get mad get mad at sinclair get mad at sinclair because they're keeping the regional networks away from you because they don't even want to deal with the streaming channels at all. They, they don't, they don't yeah. want to deal with it. They, they're trying to force you to go. And then this advertisement that Fox sports Tennessee has running on Twitter is just getting mm-hmm. absolutely ratioed switch to cable or direct TV. No, fuck you. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have to because you were available before on Hulu and YouTube TV and sling and everything too we shouldn't have to change just so we can watch that you were available for it you took it away you bastards and i think they were thinking like oh during the pandemic no one's gonna watch this anyway so you're canceled and here we are my hope was that by the time nhl season started that they'd have something figured out because nhl starts and then baseball be starting up and those are the two big things i think for regional networks and plus nba because the grizzlies are on fox sports uh south and tennessee nothing not a damn thing so it's it's been frustrating but other than that what what else have you been up to man what's new um i've been doing correct 
staying home as much as possible, getting food to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, avoiding contact when possible and necessary. Are, are there any new restaurants that you tried that have been pretty nice out there? Because there's still the good um, thing is there's still restaurants that are opening up. I know others are hurting, but it's been pretty neat to see others be able to thrive at least. Yeah. Um, we've tried some of the uh, at baking company. Okay. Uh, yeah. Really good stuff there. A lot of creative stuff. Um, Waldo's fried chicken and beer mm. in uh, Germantown. That's mm. that's a really good spot. I, I think there's multiple locations for that, so it's not like Nashville specific, but still, I, I don't think there's many. It's really good. Um, yeah. Oh, now I'm hungry again. I just got done eating short ribs from Porter Road. The butcher made those in the instant pot. They were nice. delicious. We made with bourbon that was cooked away for those that mm-hmm. don't drink, and a nice balsamic vinegar. Ooh. It was a beautiful sauce, and and lots of garlic because garlic, gotta have the garlic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been interesting to try to do all these different to goes and supporting. Obviously, big deal for me is supporting local and doing as much as we can. And uh, we do this thing called Giga Munch that we get almost every Monday now, where you have local chefs that are from different countries and you get to try food from different countries. You've been doing that since, gosh, May I think, <laughs> and it's once a week you get food delivered. And it's been pretty cool. So I highly recommend that to people in the Nashville area uh, if you're wanting to try different international foods. It's pretty cool. I like that. So. Cameron, the, the postponement, this was interesting. Yeah. It happened. Uh, what are your thoughts? So I think the weirdest thing to me was, like, I had to message you, and I'm like, are any other Preds games going to be postponed? Because, you know, it's not like they're completely separated the entire time those teams play together. So, like, obviously there's an opportunity for exposure into the mm-hmm. spreading so um that was my big question but it doesn't sound like it but yeah i guess we won't really know it's it's interesting because people have always been curious and asking about it as well and i i started looking back at the score sheet to see what the players from the hurricanes that tested positive like were they in absolute close contact with predators and well fogel had a holding penalty <laughs> And to get a holding penalty, you gotta be right on top of someone. Granted, these are for what a few, a couple seconds at a time, and not prolonged exposure. That's the one positive, and not the good, not the bad positive, but the good positive. <laughs> um, but it, that's that. You start looking at that. It's like okay, if they were on the ice with these guys, who was playing against them? Okay, was it a center, and were they breathing on each other when they're taking a face off because you're running each other's faces? I mean, it's legit a concern, especially when you look at the incubation period for these things. People are asking, so no predators have tested positive, right? Like, it's only been a couple of days. If yeah. they got exposed on Monday night, we may not know for until next Monday and past. It's two to 14 days. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, the, the more likely than not, this is not me trying to be a negative person, but there's going to be a positive that's going to turn up sometime. It's just, it's going to happen with, with them because they're not in a bubble. That's the only way to protect it. There's no way that a bubble is going to be feasible this time i mean look at the nwhl they're doing a bubble but it's a month-long bubble and that's it to do a a quick regular season of round robin and then boom right into playoffs that's how they're going to accomplish their season it's the only way to do it and and guarantee you're probably not going to have a positive test yeah obviously traveling and stuff like it's it's gonna cause problems yeah and we start hearing about too there are multiple players that obviously have had it already like mark borvieski 
He said, yeah, we already had it, but we're still taking the proper precautions because we know we could still spread it. And um, the Washington Capitals, I know this has been actually, this has been an incident that I think has frustrated some people given what caused the fine. Uh, especially if Ovechkin's wife came out with a, with a post. That, oh, really? It was basically just saying, like, they were hanging in their hotel room. They had already have antibodies because they already battled COVID. They weren't out partying. They were literally hanging with their teammates in a hotel room. If they can be at the rink and da-da-da-da-da. And so I get the argument. I, yeah. I totally get the argument because they are around each other all the time. The biggest thing to me is what the Predators have done is that Make sure your goaltenders aren't in the same room. That's, <laughs> just make sure it's position players that are different position from you so you don't have all your centers or all your goaltenders go on the COVID list and not be able to play because that would suck like what happened to the Broncos, no quarterback. But yeah. I, I totally get the frustration there too. And the league obviously was trying to make an example to say just follow the protocol. These are the rules. Them's the rules. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, other leagues have had that problem. Like, look at that player for the Dodgers who had it at the time and was out on the field celebrating without a mask and all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, dude. (laughs) Dude, at least put on the mask. If you you know you're positive, at least do that. You know, at the the bare minimum. (laughs) Well, not for nothing, but like a lot of these players are both – that a lot of like kids and other people respect and look up to so you know it's kind of dumb but at the same time like you know um i remember hearing like i forget what vaccine way back in the day but like elvis got a vaccine on national television and, right um you know people receiving that va- vaccine skyrocket so, like you have an opportunity to influence your audience in a public manner so if you're following proper protocol and wearing mask and everything like that people are probably going to copycat that right at least some there's gonna be some that's still gonna roll their eyes uh and then then hopefully you have a few that you influence positively uh, on those types yeah. of things and it seems like the predators just from what i hear and them being very open with what they're doing internally they're doing everything that they can within their control yeah. um by spreading but the good thing with bridgestone arena is that all those auxiliary locker rooms down below so it's not just yeah. the home and the visitor they have i think four more three or four i think auxiliary locker rooms where they can fully spread out granted they're not always doing that just they were doing that during training camp because so, so many more people but even then i think they're still utilizing extra spaces or practices uh, i think game days are probably just the one where they probably all in one room together except for maybe the goalies yeah. <laughs> for sure but but they're doing the right thing when they have team meetings or using the lexus lounge because it's really mm-hmm. wide open space they're using mic and speakers so you don't have to be clogged up in one room together. So, I mean, those are the things you want to hear. And I'm glad they're open about it too. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, here's what we're doing, the proper precautions, even though we know things are going to happen. But I mean, we even had, look how it affected the opening weekend of the broadcast with how um, Chris Mason and Hal Gill had to go into quarantine because of ex- potential exposure. And so you had to call up JP Dumont, Dumont and Jay Moore and Terry Crisp to come in and <laughs> fill in for, for that. And that's the start of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is the broadcast team traveling or are they staying home and doing it remotely? That's a good question. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think they might be calling it remotely like they did for the plan. Yeah. I would assume that'd be the case. Yeah. Cause I don't recall. I don't know. Re- there weren't any of the traveling teams, the traveling broadcast crews for Columbus or Carolina that I can recall. 
that were in Nashville because they spread everybody out. So, for instance, looking at where the broadcast is, where if everybody's familiar with the broadcast areas for the Predators, you don't have booths like you do in a lot of other arenas. You just have the top row up there and they kind of separate it out. But what they've done is between you, what, what it's, it's hard to explain without getting the visual here, but they have your, so your TV, you'll have your play by play in one area, the you have plexiglass, you just have a producer in the middle. Then you have your color plexiglass and the same thing with radio. You have your play by play producer in the middle, controlling the board, plexiglass color commentator. Um, because they're calling the games without masks as well. And so there's different phases that the NHL released to, not different groupings of what the precautions are based on your duty and everything. So it includes from obviously players to primary staff, secondary staff, ice crew, arena staff, broadcasters, then to general media, fans, and it has a whole list of protocols that the league has put in place. Uh, for everything and obviously lots of testing going on for sure and i mean for media we have to fill out a little health waiver form to say you're experiencing any of these do a temp check all that stuff that they check beforehand so it's it's unique <laughs> it's weird it's weird I, and I, I guess i'm just sharing this because it's it's a neat thing to share and people might have heard it other places but during the gameplay we're sitting there in an empty arena obviously there's generated fake crowd noise and usually, no matter if you're at home or you're in the arena and maybe you're looking down or you got distracted, but you hear the crowd roar growing, right? You feel something's about to happen, especially if it's a power play or there's a breakaway or something like that, right? That crowd usually tells you, hey, dummy, look up. Something's Wait, about up. to happen. Yeah, I've, I've missed at least one or two goals because I was like taking a note or writing something down and you don't hear the crowd roar or the, Oh, the sigh of the opponent scoring. (laughs) But (laughs) Justin, I I thought the crowd noise at Bridgestone arena was always piped in. What are you a weatherman from Pittsburgh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have an app on my phone that tells me (laughs) the decibels. (laughs) Oh, what a, what a throwback there. So I'll ask you this too, because you said you weren't too pumped up for the first game and everything. I know yeah. it's only three games played in, but did you feel it growing a little bit more as it, as it progressed, like the second game, the third game, and be like, okay, this is starting to be a little more fun again? Yeah, getting the the highlights of Forsberg scoring in uh, the second <laughs> game was fun. I got a little more into that game, and uh, I mean that Carolina game, like, what a fun game to watch, especially like the first half or so, like bef- like. Just a super well. It started out as a low-scoring game with a lot of <laughs> lot of fun chances and a really good back and forth. Like speed, it was just fun, yeah. Lots lots of really. speed. So, what's your assessment so far? I mean, it's really tough, and I mean, I'm forced to make assessments because yeah. that's my job. But as a fan looking at this too, what do you think overall of this team? Because they played two teams that one that could buy for the one or two spot in the division and the other one is probably somewhere than three, four, five. So two very competitive teams in the division. Yeah. I mean, game one was against Carolina was going to be like, okay, this is the first real test. No offense or disrespect to uh, Columbus, but um, yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, how are they going to bounce back? Second yeah. half of this back to back. And then we don't have that. So um 
yeah, I mean, it's tough to know, but it seemed like they did really well. But we've seen a team that consistently does well and just doesn't score. <laughs> so is this the Predators we're used to? Or was that just like a little, you know, you know, right. was, that, was that a one-off as far as what we're going to see throughout the season? Or is that the same problems we've seen for the last however long? It's going to take some work to, to brush that off too, because it's been consistently that way. <laughs> yeah. So like, if I had to make a guess, I would assume since it's been consistently the case, like we've got to assume it's probably still the case. And that's what we were seeing. Right. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. And the way I saw it too, was the team themselves, the players were actually more frustrated to not be able to play the second game than they were with the loss because they liked the way they played overall. Yes. There were a couple of mistakes, and some things they obviously need to fix, but they played pretty well against Carolina, uh, given the speed of Carolina and the talent in Carolina and the few bad bounces that didn't go in off the pipe and then the transition game back. And so they were really looking forward to having that second game. And they seemed to be more frustrated with it being postponed than they were with the loss. Cause after the loss, they're like, we played a good game. I mean, there's some things we got to work on, but we played well. It wasn't one of those things where they're pissed off. Like you see sometimes where they know they were awful. They weren't awful. Yeah. They, they played better than I think they did against Columbus. <laughs> yeah, people talk a lot of crap on Matt Duchesne, but he was playing like a man on fire. Like, oh, yeah. He uh, looked really good. And, I mean, a couple of the spin moves that he put on, he was he was back-checking uh, as well. He was hauling ass big time at times. And it's like, don't look just at the score sheet. What is he contributing to? Uh, Ryan Johansson as well, that he is producing opportunities. He hasn't just necessarily put one in. He got an assist, so it's on the stat sheet. But he is producing scoring opportunities, and those little things you look for. Now, if it's only the producing scoring opportunities they're not scoring later in the season, then you start to look at it. But right now, what you want these players doing the right things and at least looking on the positive side of things, that, okay, they're doing the right things, it's eventually going to fall. If it doesn't fall, then you get concerned. But if they continue to do the right things, eventually things should work out for them. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looked like somebody told Matt Duchesne, like, you better hurry up and, you know, show so, show what you've got or your, your country music career is going to come to an end. And we're going to send you out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So transitioning here, because I, I've been wanting to talk about this, WandaVision. Mm -hmm. You've watched it, right? Oh, yeah. And hopefully those that are listening have watched the first two episodes because it's been out for a week. And if you haven't watched those two episodes, when it only takes you 45 minutes to watch those two episodes, and that's on you. So yeah. spoilers ahead, even though there's not much to spoil, but there's enough to spoil. No, like that's the thing. Like I have no idea what to think of that show. Cause I think Good. as time goes on, that's going to be the real story to tell because we're just getting little nuggets and little bits and pieces in those first two episodes. And I love. I that. think they released two episodes at the same time on purpose because yes. it's like, yeah, like this show's going to be a little bit weird and people aren't necessarily going to get it. Um, we need a little more breadcrumbs than what we got in the first episode. It's like, okay, here, we're building a little bit more to something. Just hang with us. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like Lost kind of as Lost was kind of structured every episode you get like this weird little nugget of like oh what was that i have no idea what that was um that's the way it felt especially the second episode yeah and, and the second episode obviously got weird and, and we look at things so back into the first one there was only one little bit of color in the first episode and it was the red light on the stark toaster 
the second time it blinked, it blinked red. And you're like, what? And it's, you almost miss it. Like if you blink, you almost miss that little spark of color. And then it gets really weird in the second episode because you have the, the radio takeover, Wanda, who's doing this to you. Help me, Wanda, yeah. And then the blood. And then obviously the color transition afterwards. You have the toy helicopter. You have the sword logo everywhere. Sword. Sword. Just the logos everywhere. The helicopter, on the guy in the beekeeping suit, on the notepad, on the people watching the television show that she's a part of. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on. Um, and so much, I mean, so many different Easter eggs, if you want to call them Easter eggs into these things, but obviously things are going to get explained, but what I'm liking about this, and this is what frustrates me when I see comments from people on Facebook, <laughs> of course, that obviously don't get it. They're thinking they're watching a movie and they want instant action. They're not used to having to build a story. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was pretty apparent what they're doing. I mean, first one was the fifties. The second one was the sixties. The next one's going to be the seventies. And it's just so on and so forth of what's going to happen here. It, just like how it was that there were complete, this is how you can tell people don't understand like American culture as well. When you look back at things and I'm not saying it's people that are not from America, but just Americans in general don't even understand their own culture. That's so how the first one was rip off the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. Next one, Bewitched. I mean, the, the animated intro, I mean, it was full yeah. on Bewitched and even how they did things with the, the layouts of the sets and camera approaches. Like the cameras were the same as the 50s cameras and sitcoms. And then the 60s, you had more cameras is outside the home as well. Mm-hmm. And you had personal cameras like that, that how they were following and tracking a little bit better. All those different things. Just there's so many things you could deep dive into the into the show already in two episodes only. Yeah, I saw a review from a critic had already seen like every episode, and they thought it was really impressive because um like Wanda's a different character in each episode. So having to portray that as an actor is really impressive when each episode is completely unique. Absolutely. And the whole thing too, of how they approach American culture and what was acceptable on TV in general, like in the fifties, you obviously couldn't do talk anything about sex relationships and in the in the beginning of the second episode the beds are separate, they put yep. them together and they show that oh yes, married couples do have sex couples do have sex and they just they briefly show and then she's pregnant by the end of it like is this really happening and then she has the ability to rewind the show and redo it i mean there's so many different things that i'm finding fascinating and intriguing and people like it's so boring i'm like how are you bored this is intriguing the little easter eggs are giving and then the strucker watch Mm -hmm. because that's who made her Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many little clues here that is tying everything together. And if anything, it's getting me so much more excited for Doctor, the next Doctor Strange, because that's what she's going to play a major role in. And it's going to be some weird science fiction or horror movie. Yeah. Well, the Scarlet Witch also is a very complicated character because she's not necessarily a good guy. I saw that at the beginning of Age of Ultron. Right. But, you know. Like, I remember the start of, um, what was it, like, Civil War or something like that, um, the comic series. Like, no, it wasn't that. Um, I forget what se- what comic series I read, but she, like, kills, like, a bunch of people. And so, like, people are more weary about mutants. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, I, like, her character's from X-Men originally. Right. But, um, yeah. I mean, th- this is all full- fully played on House of M. Mm-hmm. is what it's really playing on and that's 
granted, I'm not, I wasn't an avid comic book reader, but I've read enough to understand mm-hmm. certain story arcs. And I'd be like, this is boring. It's like they're following, they're literally following some different story arcs in the comics. Like Civil War was based on a fairly recent comic iteration as well. When you think about yeah. how long these characters have been around, that's pretty recent. They took it and ran with it, which I loved. And also, side note, freaking GQ with their clickbait rating Marvel movies. I didn't want to click it, but I did because somebody complained about it. I was like, well, I got to see how dumb they are. And they already had WandaVision ranked, and it was ranked above like two other things. It's like, there's only two episodes. How can you even rank yeah. something? One, it's not even a movie. And also, they had Civil War and Winter Soldier ranked at like 17 and 15 overall. I'm like, who the hell are you? Those are some of the better ones yeah. overall. What the hell? They had Guardians of the Galaxy is number one. The Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is good. But to me, it's it's got to be either Civil War, um, Winter Soldier, or Infinity War as my as the number one. Yeah. Not only that, the way the comics typically go, when there's a major, like huge event that's like through multiple comics like they like everything explodes but then they settle back down again because you have to start over and start fresh so this kind of ties right into that like we gotta we gotta dampen down not everything's gonna be as high stakes as uh end game right right because i mean they said phase four is gonna be different and it has to be different you can't do the same thing and have a full another 10-year build-up to another end game type of battle They've done that. Now they got to figure something else out with adding new and fresh characters. So I'm, I'm very excited for, for things like Shang-Chi uh, and, and things like that and all the different movies. If we could just get Black Widow out on streaming, that'd be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> but there's other things going on too, like Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki are coming up this year. Uh, apparently there's a connection with Falcon Winter Soldier and Black Widow. So I'm assuming, uh, who knows if that gets delayed as well. But at least we have new content coming out. Um, what are your thoughts on the rumors of Chris Evans potentially coming back? So I'm <laughs> hoping he comes back as the Flaming Torch, like he played in uh, the Fantastic oh my Four movies. God. <laughs> <sighs> um, no, like if like that did happen, what I really want, I want a Clone Wars style kids show, but I want it from that era where. Um, Captain America and Black Widow and Falcon are flying around in the Quinjet and they're, you know, off doing their own thing. Give me, give me that series. Okay. So I see, I didn't even think of that one because that would be unique when he's basically Nomad and not Captain America anymore. Yeah. And that's what they could call it. They could call it Nomad uh, yeah. <laughs> and see what all the little things do. It'd be like, it'd be the Marvel version of the A team, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what it'd be. And like, yeah, tying it back into like the Clone Wars thing, like we ultimately knows what know what happens to this character, right? And that's okay. You know, yeah, give give it a little bit more more depth. Like Clone Wars arguably makes the prequels even better, right? Um, so Explain so much more. Yeah, something like that could be really cool and attaches us so much to Ahsoka Tano, who's getting her own series. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 story arc of of her is great with Clone Wars. Without Clone Wars, we wouldn't have her. To be look to look up to, she is top three for me in terms of favorite Star Wars characters now. Yeah. So I mean, there's that, and then there's the other idea was a mini series of him returning the stones and starting his life yeah, with Peggy. Saw that. Yeah. Um, which I'd be okay with that too, because then again, we know what happens eventually. But it would be a neat adventure, and yeah, it'd be a mini series. You get like eight parts, and that's all you get. But it's another tease, and it's not something. It's something that's new because it it would be interesting 
how the heck does he return some of these? I mean, there is a big question mark there of how do you return the soul stone? What happens when you return the soul stone? How do you do these different things? So I'd be very curious on that, especially because so many places were destroyed as well that were part of this. So I'm, I'm curious. He made some light of it on Twitter <laughs> as well. Uh, but I'd love to have him back. Uh, I really, really did like him as Captain America. I think he portrayed the part very, very well. And him and what he does, and it's as overall a, just a good person in Hollywood, mm. from what we can tell, I mean, based on what we see. And he, he owns up to his hilarious mistakes. <clears throat> Screenshot. Uh, <laughs> and what's happened? Why do you have this look of surprise in your face? What's, oh, um, no, I was just nodding. Sorry. When, when when Captain America's eggplant was shown yeah, on the screen. Yeah, okay. I remember. I okay. remember. Making sure. <laughs> but he owns up to it. He has fun with it. Like, that's what yeah. you want. I mean, that's that's what you want of a celebrity that just can have fun with it and everything, too. So I, I would love to see it. I don't want to see them all of a sudden bring him back to be back in the MCU. Because then, yeah, it can happen in the comics. But I think with the storyline and way they're, where they're going, that the plan was not for him to be a part of it. And that's okay. We do need to move on. But there are other stories, like what you were saying, that could absolutely be told and be intriguing and be fun. And we could absolutely get people involved in. I mean, that that's where I think it needs to go. Yeah. I also think like a throwback Avengers movie with like Ant-Man and um, like, you know, in the Ant-Man movies, we see, um, I forget the character and the actor's name, but the guy who made the suit. Um, oh, yeah. Help me out here. Oh, you're um, putting me on the spot. <laughs> we're the worst. But anyway, no, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. Sorry. The old guy he steals the suit from, like you see. I mean, Hank, Hank Pym. Hank yes. Pym. Thank Mike, you. Played I, by Michael Douglas. Yeah, my bad. Of course, the Pym particles. How could I forget? Oh, um, God, we're awful. <laughs> yeah. So throwback Hank Pym in like the, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, wherever. Um, maybe you do it when captain america is back um having his own life or whatever and like you know he's got to come out of retirement or whatever right um you know have it in that area era you've got uh tony stark's dad helping out also with like gadgets and shit um i feel like that would be a fun movie or series also that could be a lot of fun it could be a lot of fun i think with mcu the way they're doing things they can leave their options open with a lot of different opportunities especially because now we as we see there are so many different actors that want to be involved in it too mm-hmm. that they can absolutely have some fun with this and as we see as well with de-aging technology like in star wars mm-hmm. that there are ways and as it continues to get better and better like how luke look so much better than tarkin yeah and leia that there's opportunities in the future there too that you could utilize that. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying there's opportunities that things are open and on the table. Yeah, I'd rather they just, you know, cut bait and recast. Oh, of like, course. Yeah. The- yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen the photos where they Photoshop um, Sebastian Stan into the Luke Skywalker costumes, but it looks it looks perfect. Like, oh, yeah. He looks really, really good. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would much rather see that, especially if forward they have luke skywalker appear a few more times in that series like i feel like that would fit a lot better yeah, and i mean we we need something we we need more of the story of what happens to groku yeah I mean, there's going to be more that that because people are obviously wondering it's like 
does Kylo Ren kill him? Does he survive? <laughs> like instantly, when everybody goes, you're like, "Oh, this is great! Luke gets him." Shit, Luke gets him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, and it's true. Also, I throw back a little bit too. Um, what do what does Ted Cruz think of the Sokovia Accords? <laughs> oh God! The people of Sokovia, yeah, <laughs> are more important than the people of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> also, Sorry, I, don't mean, I don't mean to get into politics but I think that's just funny yeah. <laughs> also I'm going to yell at a, a member of four unions about how he doesn't care about unions or union members oh man alright <laughs> Just I had to bring it up also so I'm, I'm asking you folks too that are listening send me tweet me your best Bernie Sanders at inauguration memes that deal with Marvel or Star Wars I want very hyper specific here if you have a Marvel or Star Wars, Bernie at inauguration meme, I want to see them. Please, please, see, please send them over. I'm getting such a joy out of this. And the people on every side are getting a joy out of this. This is the joy that we needed. But Bernie at inauguration has been a joy in my life this week. And I'm so glad that it happened. Yeah, it was a friend's idea on Facebook. But I've got, um, he had me create this. It's uh, Bernie voting over the Ewoks at the end of uh, um <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, like c3po perfect. it's perfect yeah it's perfect it's pretty great <laughs> uh, well cameron it's been good catching up man yeah absolutely also my favorite of the bernie sanders memes oh, is boy. um you know uh it was like the old punks at the show sitting in the back like <laughs> <laughs> oh there's, there's the one too in nashville centric it's uh him sitting in line at pancake pantry yeah yeah i saw the one of him in front of the uh the wings mural and the gold yes that one too that was a good one uh, oh it's yeah. perfect it's so absolutely perfect and i love every bit of it and it it'll get old in about a week and then it'll rehash itself at certain times mm-hmm. too which i just yeah. can't wait for those opportunities in those moments mm-hmm. little moments like this <clears throat> but, all right justin do you have anything else to say any other uh comments or queries no, just hopefully it's not another like five months before we record again. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Justin.